say is in a crucial stage. It's not because of foreign wars we wage. It's more to do with the colors blue and red. Too many laws and too much government. Can you tell me where the Constitution went? The Bill of Rights is just hanging by a thread. So many people try to cross the border. Politicians build a new world order. Too many minds are convinced they should be led. I've gotta be free the way God made men, and I won't be ruled by the damned and wet. Taking your right to self-defense. They say you're safer, but they don't make sense. Dangerous ones will not turn into guns. Always ask for more. All we buy is made on foreign shores. Come a day when there'll be real hell to pay. I've gotta be free. Hello and welcome to today's broadcast of Tapping to the Truth. Hope you're having a fantastic day wherever you are and whatever you may be doing. With all the usual caveats, of course. With you as always, I'm your ever so humble and mostly peaceful host, Tim Tap. Coming to you from historic Rowan County, Tennessee. And so very glad to have you along for the ride. After all, as crazy as things are getting out there at this point, no one could blame you for just hunkering down in an undisclosed bunker somewhere and just trying to wait out the remainder of this so-called Biden presidency. And man, it's just insanity. Going to start off talking a little bit about his trip to Hawaii. After all, there's a lot to break down. And yes, I know we don't normally cover the over-covered stories. But I gotta just, I gotta blow off some steam on this one because it is just insane. Uh, why anybody is allowing Joseph Biden, Robinette Jr. to just, uh, Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. to just roam around in front of a camera or in front of a microphone at this point. It's mind boggling. Somebody needs to put an end to that. This is beyond elder abuse. It is now abuse of the whole nation. Period. End of discussion. But we'll discuss it more. I also want to talk about Donald Trump and his uh, quick uh, moves when it comes to how he is completely dissing and dismantling the first Republican primary debate, uh, presidential-wise, that's upcoming this Wednesday. Now, if you're listening to this show as part of the rebroadcast on the last frequency, 
then it will be today. Uh, however, uh, live broadcast is actually occurring on Tuesday, so uh, it's still technically tomorrow. But uh, Donald Trump has run circles all the way around us. We'll talk about that here in the uh, first hour as well. And then in the second hour, we'll spend a little bit of time about how the legislature here in the state of Tennessee is really doing me proud at the moment. And uh, I'm going to have to give them a pat on the, the back and, and uh, give them some kudos and some hat tips here. They've earned it. And then we'll see how much time allows for a couple of stories that I'm looking to try to sneak in. So we'll see if we can get there. But before any and all of that, well, we need to start with some of today's sponsors. And we'll start with that first sponsor. And so far, the the, the sponsor we seem to be developing the strongest relationship with, and uh, hopefully we can get stronger relationships with everybody, but uh, we continue to grow and get stronger and closer with our friends over at Four Patriots. It has a lot to do with the fact that you guys are taking to heart the fact that you're listening to this show and you're going to fourpatriots.com and you're using promo code TAP, T-A-P-P, to get yourself that 10% discount or you're using the landing page and we'll be making a new landing page here relatively soon that's going to focus even more on our partnership together for Patriots and Tap Into the Truth. I look forward to being able to make that official announcement once we've got it done, but we're working towards that. And as proud as I am of that, I really wish I could take a lot of credit for it, but I can't. That's been you guys. You've done the work of listening and then going over and then using the codes and taking full advantage and getting yourself ready for when things go sideways. And I thank you so much for that because by using my code, they know it's me that sent you. So that's good for me. That's good for the show. But beyond that, good for you guys for taking it seriously that we need to prepare. There's no doubt about it right now. Things are spinning faster and faster. We're getting closer to out of control every single second. And right now, there is clearly an absence of any type of real leadership, uh, not only in D.C., but in a lot of the 50 states, unfortunately, if Democrats are primarily in charge, there's not a lot of leadership. There's just not. We'll get into some of that as well. So, again, I want to reiterate the point that you guys have done a fantastic job. But if any of you have been holding on or waiting to get started, man, it, the time is quickly passing that you have the luxury of waiting. Uh, survival food is not a luxury. It is exactly that. It is survival. If you need backup electricity, when the power goes out and something that you can utilize solar energy to, to keep you going, Four Patriots has got you covered there as well. Uh, they've got a ton of great products, period. You just need to go see for yourself. Uh, don't take my word for it. Go look. Lots of great stuff. And, man, I, if I could possibly tell you in any stronger terms than the words that I have available, exactly how good the food tastes in their survival kits. But again, don't take my word for it. Go check it out for yourself. And the only way you can do that is to march your little uh, keyboard right on over to 4patriots.com and take that look around. So that's the number 4 
patriots.com and don't forget to use promo code TAP, T-A-P-P, uh, at checkout. Give yourself that 10%. Bidenomics demands that you save money wherever you can. Uh, go do that sooner rather than later. All right, speaking of Biden, you know, there's a good reason why they should have never let him go to Hawaii. Um, my first instinct is he's just had two vacations in the last week and a half. I mean, he was on the beaches of Delaware when the fire broke out in Maui. And then he went and took another vacation this past weekend before he finally went to go see the devastation, right? And did he actually go see devastation? He made some appearances, all right? He was a, a pretty good ways off from anything significant, but He's just such an embarrassment. Now, here's the thing. <clears throat> the Democrats and the Biden administration, they kept trying to make the argument that, well, you know, we were trying to stay out of the way so that emergency management could do their thing and so that we wouldn't distract or, or take away resources. It's funny. I seem to recall something similar to that being said during Hurricane Katrina. I seem to recall a certain George W. Bush flying around in the air and flying over the affected area, which led to all kinds of crazy things being said all the way up to George Bush hates black people, which clearly isn't true. George Bush just hates people that he hates. Uh, skin color is not necessarily a determining factor. Um, George W. Bush seems like the, the kind of guy that in his younger days, he spent too much time drunk, and I think he was probably that really over-friendly guy when he's drunk, not an angry guy. Uh, regardless of how it is, it's the Democrats and it's the leftists that set that standard. Oh, you must go to these places, when legitimately, they probably shouldn't. Even if you have the sharpest tool in the shed, the, the best guy to ever hold the office of president— probably should not be on the ground in a disaster area in the middle of cleanup efforts. It does logistically pose problems and gets in the way of the actual humanitarian efforts. It's not necessarily going to be a good thing. Now, if you want to quietly sneak in and, and, and take a look around and you know not draw a lot of attention to yourself, not make a photo op out of it, uh, and maybe actually get your hands dirty a little bit and help out some, well, then that would be great. That would be fantastic. I still don't know how you do that with the Secret Service trying to do their job and nobody knowing that it's you and you're there. But I digress. The point is, probably best presidents stay out of the way for two reasons. Reason number one is the first line of defense, the first responders in this situation should be the state and local governments. And it should be up to them to try to take care of their response first, right? I mean, they should get in there and do whatever they can do, and then they should determine whether or not they need federal aid to adequately help the people and adequately do a legitimate rebuilding job when it comes to something like this. I mean, that is the way the system was set up. That's the way that it should work. But again, I'll remind you, it's the Democrats that uh, set up the rules to this particular game. So now you've got to play by those rules. It's your game. It's your rules. 
You have to play by them. And sending Joe Biden in this late, well, you've broken the first part of the rules of this game. You acted like you're uninterested. You acted like you don't care. Now, I would make the argument that Joe Biden is probably one of the most uh, callous, uncaring individuals about anybody other than himself and his immediate family uh, that exists in modern politics. I think you can make a strong case for that. The whole, I'm coming off of the beach in Delaware and I've got no comment about the fires in Maui. Um, yeah. Yeah, that sounds just a little callous. I mean, you at the very least, even if you haven't been briefed, even if you're legitimately on vacation and nobody's told you, Jack, you don't know what's happened, which should never happen when you're president of the United States, by the way. But even if that's the case, you could at least play off like, well, you know, unfortunately, this is a tragedy, and clearly the levers of power have to operate a certain way, but we stand ready to assist however we can, and in the meanwhile, our, our hearts go out to the people suffering. You know, something that at least makes it sound like you care would be appropriate, but no comment, that's... That's never appropriate. Not when you're talking about a disaster. And man, oh man, would it have been so much better for the Bidens if they had just left it at that. But no. No, he went to Maui. And while he was speaking to victims of the the tragic wildfires that literally destroyed major sections of the historic Lahana region. He did that stupid little thing that he does when he's dealing with tragedy, and he tried to make it about him. Oh, well, you know, we've suffered too, we Bidens. Uh, so horrific of a thing that we have to deal with. Uh, you just, you wouldn't believe how bad my life is. So, the Maui wildfires killed well over a hundred people. And we know it's well over because there's still thousands missing. And there's a big brouhaha over how many of them are children. And several of the local Hawaiian office holders are really getting raked over the coals right now. Uh, pun not intended, but... Uh, I guess I'm just as guilty as Joe Biden on that one. Uh, but they are. They're getting roasted over their response or lack thereof. They're refusing to answer basic questions. And the rules here are simple, okay? We know the rules. I, I'm not going to be the first person to tell you this. I'm not going to be the last person to tell you this, but the rules are simple. Those office holders are all Democrats. So the narrative has to be something other than incompetence. The narrative has to be something other than our own self-interest. Uh, that being the self-interest of the office holders. The answer should always be either A, blame the Republicans, B, blame Donald Trump specifically, because, you know, he's the big target at the moment, Orange man bad and climate arsonist and all that. Or C, 
blame it on one of our scary boogeymen that we're pushing at the moment, like, say, climate change. Yeah, just as an example. So between guys that were worried about the equity of the water spirit and a guy who refused to sound the warning alarms and has since mysteriously turned in his resignation due to health concerns. Yeah, I bet health concerns. Uh, the concern is if you stayed in office for much longer uh, doing that job, it wasn't going to be real healthy for you because the native Hawaiian people living on the freaking island who are suffering through one of the most devastating tragedies in American history probably would do something to greatly diminish your health. And that's, that's all I'm saying. So yeah, health reasons. Good move. So between all of this and then all these morons out here trying to say that, oh, it's climate change and, oh, it's the way, well, you know, it is climate change to a degree, but not the way they're spinning it. It's the Democrats and the leftist efforts to try to push climate change down our throats, their efforts to invest in green energy, to try to move a majority of the Hawaiian grid to green energy rather than just, you know, applying some freaking common sense. But again, we can't have a honest conversation about it because the narrative must be preserved. We can't have, especially a state as blue as Hawaii is, we can't have the Hawaiian people start thinking that uh, maybe they should start voting for conservatives. That would be a bad idea. Don't know how many actual conservatives you're going to find running for office. Uh, I would imagine that a Hawaiian Republican is a lot like a Massachusetts uh, or a Connecticut uh, Republican. Uh, not at all the same as a Republican from Georgia or Tennessee. Uh, just saying that uh, the party's a little stronger and sticks to the platform a little firmer in some locations, uh, more so than others. Uh, Republicans in some part of the country is really just Democrat light. They're not even rhinos, really. But anyway, let's circle back around because I could go down that rabbit hole. We could have a whole conversation about how utterly ridiculous this response was from the locals. And if you missed last Friday's conversation, I highly recommend you go back and listen because uh, we started out the gate. First guest I was able to actually uh, connect with lives in Maui, works in Maui. And so rather than our scheduled topics, which, you know, we had uh, gotten him booked well before the fires had broke out because, you know, it's one of these cases where I was scheduling in advance and, and we were able to, to get together. So we kind of pushed the two primary topics we initially had to the back burner. We still covered them a little bit. Uh, the one thing that took the biggest hit was talking about his book. But we ended up uh, starting out talking about the situation on the ground in Maui. So it, it definitely worth hearing his first-hand perspective being on the ground there. Uh, so if you missed it, go back and check it out, last Friday's broadcast. But we're talking about Joe Biden today. So let's get back to the Biden topics, because we have these wildfires. They're out there. They've, we've got thousands unaccounted for, uh, at least 100 confirmed dead, destroyed nearly 3,000 structures, uh, probably way more than that. And then Joe Biden shows up. 
And he thinks it's a, a time for joke telling. He thinks it's a time for trying to get you to feel sympathy for him. And he seems to not understand. The first rule when, when it comes to talking to someone or trying to, to be there with someone who's suffering tremendous loss is shut up and listen. You know, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to know this. We have all been in situations where we're talking to somebody or we're there with somebody. Maybe we're not even talking, but we're there. And we want to be there for them. We want to be able to say that magical thing that's going to make things better, but we know that magical thing doesn't really exist. So then we don't really know what to say. And more often than not, we end up not saying anything. But sometimes that is the exact best thing to do because the only thing you should say in that scenario is answer a question if they ask, but just let them know. It's like, look, I, I can't imagine how you're feeling right now, but if there's something I can do to help, tell me and I'll try. That That's about the only thing you can do and it is the appropriate thing to do. And that's just being a freaking decent human being. It's not about being a politician. But as a politician, you're supposed to project the image of being a decent human being. Now, we all generally know that for most of the folks that pursue politics as a career, that that is just an image they're projecting. But at least project that image. No, 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 no. Biden, early on, he's on vacation, doesn't seem to have a personal interest at all, and uh, says, eh, no comment. Then he says, I don't want to compare difficulties. But we have a little sense, Jell and I, of what it's like to lose a home. Okay, but for the record, he didn't lose the home. This tiny little fire that they had was contained in their kitchen. This is not the first time he stole this particular lie. He's told this lie oh, nearly as many times as he told the lie about being arrested with Nelson Mandela and the lie about marching uh, during the civil rights movement in Selma and all these other lies. And they are lies. We know that he knows better. Alzheimer's aside, uh, the freaking dementia, whatever it is he's got, whatever type of dementia – all that aside, we know he knows better than these things. He's been telling these stories, some of them, since well before his cognitive decline uh, was noticeable. But he starts out saying, I don't want to compare difficulties. So then don't. Joe, if that thought enters your mind, then stop. Don't say the words out loud. But he starts saying years ago, now 15 years ago, I was in Washington doing Meet the Press. It was a sunny Sunday, and lightning struck at home on a little lake that's outside our home. Not a lake, a big pond. And hit a wire and came up underneath our home into the, the heating ducts and the air conditioning ducts, proving that he doesn't really know anything. To make a long story short, I almost lost my wife, my 67 Corvette, and my cat. But all kidding aside... I watched the firefighters, the way they responded. 
Biden said firefighters ran into the flames in his home to save his wife and to save his family. Not a joke. Except that's not what happened. He made a joke about nearly losing his cat and, of course, his prized Corvette. The very same Corvette that was parked beside the boxes of classified documents in his garage where uh, Hunter had free access to. He made a joke at one point about how the ground felt warm. He made a joke about nearly losing his cat in his Corvette. And he's he could you could tell it was meant to be a joke. It doesn't sound that funny if you listen to it, but you can tell he meant it to be a joke because he kind of chuckles and then he says, "All kidding aside, what are you joking about?" I mean, the Associated Press at the time still talking about Joe's fire where he almost lost his home and his wife and his cat and his Corvette. At the time, the Associated Press reported it. They said that the fire was small and was contained in the kitchen. The Delaware fire chief said that they got to the home quickly and the situation was under control in a matter of minutes. They didn't even come close to losing the home. There was minimal damage done to the kitchen. It was a minor renovation that restored their home to pristine status. If there was ever ever an example of actual white privilege, then the Biden family, Joe, his brothers, his sons, they certainly exemplify it. He told this lie to try to lighten the mood. He told the lie to try to make sure that for whatever reason, it would seem like, uh, well, I, I, I know the pain that you feel. For the same reason he tells grieving mothers of military personnel the story about Bo Biden. I mean, that's what we're talking about, right? Uh, well, you see, I lost my son, too, and, you know, I, I know about the pain. But you don't know pain. You've never known pain, Joe. You might have actually felt bad when your wife and daughter died. That might be some pain that you've experienced. But outside of that, you have no clue what actual pain is like for the majority of Americans. Pain that you're making, pain that you're exacerbating through your economic policies and your efforts to destroy the nation. This man is trying to tell jokes, but in this instance, the only actual joke is Joe Biden himself. This is Ed Dowd. I'm with Finance Technologies, and you're listening to Tim Tap and Tap into the Truth. I've often said 
that the majority of elected officials are either working or assisting others to literally destroy we the people. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook, brought to you by Constitutional Grounds Coffee. To use the phrase Senator Chucky Schumer spouted to a Supreme Court justice, the leftists are coming at us six ways to Sunday. Two ways in particular is to overwhelm us with millions of brutish illegal border crossers and budget-busting overspending. Illegal border crossers receive 43% of all food stamps. 95% of warrants issued for murder in Los Angeles are for illegals. 60% of all HUD-occupied properties in the United States are illegals, while many born in the U.S. are homeless. Mm. Taxpayers pay for 39% of all California students who are illegals. 75% of most wanted criminals in Los Angeles are illegals who rarely get jail time for their crimes. 50% of all gang members are illegals in California. And U.S. taxpayers are footing the bill for all the illegal border crosser madness. Simultaneously, the uniparty government is trying to extinguish our unalienable rights. The coming revolution will be televised. I'm Ron Edwards. Join me live weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 Pacific. To find out where, go to theronedwards.com. Being stocks designed specifically for people who haven't started investing yet or don't know how to do it or haven't been trained how to do it or are worried about investing in the stock market that they've never done before. It's a robo-advisor system that really simplifies the investing process. The challenge we all have is that as you work and grow in your career, you have to put something aside for yourself when you retire, around 65 years old. And the idea of Beanstalks is to simplify that whole process. In other words, put aside 10% of your salary each week, maybe just $100, and let it go to work in the stock market for you. And what Beanstalk does is basically automate that process for you. Easy to set up. You can transfer directly to your bank account and puts it into exchange-traded funds, which are baskets of many stocks, which gives you diversification. That's the whole key, the idea that you can have this done for you weekly or bi-monthly. But the most important thing is to start now and make it so that you are putting something aside for your own retirement. Beanstalks just makes it really simple to do. When I invented my pillow, my passion was to help each and every one of you. And 20 years later, all of your support is what keeps us going. Because of you, we've been able to create thousands of USA jobs and help millions get the best sleep ever. To thank you, my employees and I are bringing you a limited edition my pillow. The Giza Elegance My Pillow is made with my patented adjustable fill, the most amazing cotton, and a two-inch pipe cusset. It has four custom loft levels, machine washable and dryable, and you get my 60-day money-back guarantee and 10-year warranty. Go to MyPillow.com and use promo code TAPP or call 1-800-659-9936. That's MyPillow.com with promo code TAPP. Use your promo code to get your limited edition 20th anniversary MyPillow queen size. Retails for $69.98, now only $19.98. That's right, get a queen size MyPillow for only $19.98. From all of us here at MyPillow... 
constitutional grounds, the hot air roasted coffee that produces a smoother, richer, healthier, and less acetic coffee. Our unique hot air roasted coffee has a most delicious taste that everyone is raving about. Because you want the best, constitutional grounds is the coffee you want in your cup. Simply go to blueagecoffeecrafters.com and click on to the constitutional grounds coffee display to make your purchase and to be sure to use the RE20 promo code and you will receive a 10% discount. Remember, Constitutional Grounds, the coffee you want in your cup. Introducing Einstock. Drink. Conquer. Repeat. Skull. Einstock Beer is a globally distributed, award-winning Icelandic craft beer. Einstock is created from the Icelandic water that flows from glaciers through lava fields and delivers some of the purest water on Earth. Knowing that beer is 95% water, we source the first and most vital ingredient from the local springs of a mountain that stands guard over the town of Akureyri, just 60 miles south of the Arctic Circle. Einstock beer is crafted with locally sourced ingredients, and the brewery runs from 100% renewable energy sources, geothermal, and hydropower. Einstock has become the number one craft beer and also the number one alcohol export from Iceland. Here in the United States, you can find Einstock beer on the shelves at retail chains like ABC Fine Wine and Spirits, Bemmo, Cost Plus World Market, HEB in Texas, Kroger, Publix, Target, Total Wine, Trader Joe's, and Whole Foods, just to name a few. So won't you raise a glass and drink, conquer, repeat, skull. Hi, this is Matt Fitzgibbons at PatriotMusic.com. If you share my passion for the simple but timeless principles that made our republic great and you like rock music, check out my five albums and videos on American history at PatriotMusic.com. You say gun control is using both hands. I've got to be free the way God made men. And I won't be ruled by the damn U.N. You're listening to Tap Into The Truth. Sucker punch somebody on a sidewalk Carjacking old lady at a red light Pull a gun on the owner of a liquor store You think it's cool, act a fool if you like Cuss out a cop, spit in his face Stomp on the flag and light it up Yeah, you think it's tough Try that in a small town See how far you make it down the road All right, ladies and gentlemen There's a reason why Jason Aldean says That you probably shouldn't try that kind of thing in a small town And it's because most of us are carrying We are legal carriers We are legal law-abiding citizens of the United States And we are exercising our God-given, constitutionally protected right to protect ourselves, 
our family, and our friends and neighbors. Yes, that's right, we do. However, sometimes we have slight errors in judgment, not, not the decision to carry a firearm. Sometimes we just buy a not-so-great holster. And sometimes those holsters are very uncomfortable, and sometimes they're so uncomfortable that we stop carrying, which then puts us in a precarious position in the events that the very bad, terrible, no-good day ever arises, that we do have to stand up and defend ourselves, our family, our friends, our neighbors, our property. Don't put yourself in that position. Get yourself a comfortable holster, one that carries in multiple positions, one that is designed to work with almost all semi-automatic handguns, one that's designed to hold two additional magazines right there with your handgun so that you can make a quick reload if you have to. I am, of course, talking about Vanish holsters. Uh, Vanish holsters quickly becoming one of the most popular holsters in the country. They have thousands of their customers that will swear to you that it is, in fact, the most comfortable holster, period. And they are loving it. They say that if you start carrying, if you start using a Vanish holster, you'll never stop carrying. So, only one thing to do, and that's go see for yourself. The only way you get to do that is if you visit www.vnsh.com backslash T-A-P-P. Very important to use the backslash T-A-P-P because that will allow you to look at the site as usual, but it will automatically activate for you a $50 discount at least through the end of August. Uh, that $50 discount will be automatically activated for you should you decide to make a purchase. And again, in the time of Binomics, who can afford not to save money wherever they can, especially when it comes to something that you need, like a holster. And if you're going to carry, you need a holster. Just, again, don't take my word for it. Go see for yourself. And remember, I am still negotiating, trying to to get the $50 discount extended yet again. Uh, at first, they were going to end it at the end of July. We got them to extend it to the 15th of August. Then we got them to extend it to the end of August. Uh, I'm hopeful that we can keep enough business going their way that they can make up in volume what they're losing through the discount. That's their hopes when they offer the discount. They're hoping they can make it up in extra volume. So take advantage of the savings while it lasts. Don't hesitate. Don't procrastinate. Go now and make sure that you don't miss out on the full $50 discount that's currently available just by being a listener of the show and utilizing www.vnsh.com backslash T-A-P-P. Just... Just go do it. All right, let's get back to the action here. We have the first presidential primary debate for the Republican Party this week. It's going to be on Wednesday. It's tomorrow as of the time of the broadcast. Uh, today, if you're listening to the rebroadcast on the Bureau Networks, uh, which the Tuesday show is often rebroadcast, normally is uh, on the Bureau Networks on Wednesday nights. So uh, I hope you guys are listening, and, and I hope you will tune in to watch part of the debate. But I wouldn't blame you if you didn't, and here's why. I, I don't think very many people are going to watch the debate. 
In fact, Trump has got this covered pretty well. Trump decided he wasn't going to sign the pledge to support whoever the eventual nominee would be in the event that you're not the nominee. So Trump said, no, I'm not going to do that. Now he's talking like he's not going to go to any of the primary uh, debates, may not even do a presidential debate uh, for the general. Because I can't imagine Joe Biden, if he manages to hang on that long and be the nominee for the Democrats, which that's still very much in flux. But if that ends up being the case, I can't imagine that Joe would debate him. And even though that would probably work very well to uh, to Donald's, uh, you know, it would work very much to Donald's advantage because he would tear him up. He would show how utterly ridiculous, like this trip to Hawaii didn't, like every other time that Joe Biden opens his mouth now and tries to say a string of more than four words. If that's not enough to demonstrate to the American people that Joe Biden has no business being on, certainly has no business being the <clears throat> president, well, then nothing's going to convince those people. But it would tear him up. So Donald says, no, I'm not going to sign I'm not going to sign this pledge. I, I'm not going to agree to this because what if it's Chris Christie? I can't support Chris Christie at this point. And again, I don't blame him. And my stance is, is I honestly believe if you're going to run as a Republican, you ought to be at the Republican debates, especially if you qualify. You should make yourself available. And I do believe that the Republican Party as a private club should get to set the rules. Now, I may not agree with the rules, but there's a reason why I'm not a member of the uh, committee. They would never let me on because I'm more about conservatism than I am about team politics. I don't care about team red. I care about team red, white, and blue. I care about what's best for the country. I care about principles. And there's more people like me than there are that's just team politics, team politics. And unfortunately, we don't get to run the major political party. We don't get to run the committee. We're not in charge. Uh, if we were, the parties would look very different, I assure you. But if you're a regular long-time listener, I don't have to tell you that. You already know. A lot of you guys are probably even more extreme than I would be about changes that need to be made. But I digress. If you're going to set the rules, then you need to abide by them. In fact, there was reporting going on that the Fox folks had finally said, hey, you know what, uh, if you're not going to be part of the debate, then we're not going to let your surrogates be in the spin room afterwards either, because if you're not going to participate in the debate, you don't get to be here. Uh Brett Baer, however, was pushing back quite a bit on those reports uh, as of uh, late Monday, claiming that the network had not banned the surrogates. Uh, the reporting was that they had. Now, Bears, who is co-hosting the Republican Party primary debate, uh, it's going to be held in Milwaukee, by the way, in case you hadn't heard. Uh, he's co-hosting along with Martha McCollum. Uh, he was talking about the issue on an interview on the Hugh Hewitt show uh, on Tuesday, today, time of the live broadcast. And uh, he responded by saying that, uh, you know, that, that wasn't us. Uh, 
Now the RNC, the RNC should be in charge of that, but the spin room kind of sounds like something the network is doing, which is part of why they got that push. But it's not going to matter. I, I really honestly feel like, number one, Trump should be in the debate to make himself available to answer the questions and to entertain us. I mean, that is why we like Donald Trump so much, right? He's a funny guy, and he's entertaining. He pulls no punches. He, he does all this. And evidently, that's what presidential politics has become now. I'm not necessarily a fan of it. I would love to get back to issues. I would love to get back to principles. I would love to get back to doing the people's business and maybe even trying to get back to the job of uh, draining the swamp. No small task. Going to take some effort. Going to take some time. Going to take some follow-up. I would love to get to that point. I would love to be able to take this seriously now. But I am evidently in the minority when it comes to that. The majority of people that pay attention to politics now, they want the down and dirty, muckraking, slobber knocker, uh, kicking a, a mud hole, stomping a mud hole in somebody. I'm trying to think back to my uh, late 70s, early uh, <laughs> early 80s uh, wrestling terminology. You know, stomp a mud hole. In it. it's, it's just, that's where we seem to be at, right? So come entertain us. Come be the guy. You've already got a target on your back. Now, here's the thing. The reason Trump wants to skip it politically makes sense. Nothing good's going to come of it for him. If he shows up and somebody lands some zingers, they take their verbal jabs and a couple of them land, then he's at risk of losing a little bit of ground. So no reason to do it, right? For the very same reason that Joe Biden is not going to debate him if Joe Biden manages to be the uh, nominee. And, and whoever does end up being the nominee, whether it's Gavin Newsom that rises up from the ashes, or whether it's Michelle Obama, or whoever, uh, another dark horse candidate that nobody's thinking about just magically appears from nowhere. They're not going to debate Trump. And as of this moment, now there's still a lot of time, things can change, but as of this moment, Trump is the Republican nominee. It is his to lose. There's no doubt about it. He's he's holding nearly two-thirds of the Republican voting base. So when it comes to the primary, he is going to, there is literally no way to coalesce the remainder of the voting base and still win. If everybody got behind DeSantis, who's not already behind Trump, it's still not enough. If everybody was to get behind Vivek, Sorry, Mr. Ramasamy, sir, but no, not enough. You're going to have to start stealing folks away from Trump, and that doesn't happen to Trump if he doesn't show up to the debate. So it makes sense politically. I don't doubt his strategy. And then he one-ups them again. He's recording an interview with Tucker Carlson probably at this very minute while I'm talking to you. He's doing this pre-recorded interview that is going to air on Twitter. Part of Tucker's little show he's doing over there as <clears throat> he's exercising his free speech. Yeah, we say that. Even though Fox has backed off a little bit, you know, they still want to try to shut him down, right? 
So ultimate thumb in the eye to Fox because he's going over to Tucker. And that's where a majority of the eyes are going to be because they want to hear what Donald Trump has to say. And then on the next day where somebody is going to have to draw the short straw and watch the Republican debate instead of watching uh, the Trump-Tucker Carlson interview, the day that we would normally be talking about the highs, the lows, who gained momentum, who's moving into second, who maybe just won themselves a chance to host a TV show on one of the conservative networks, uh, whoever did the, the best performances, who had the worst performances, all of that stuff. Nobody's going to be talking about that. Why? Because on Thursday of this week, Donald Trump is going to turn himself in in the Georgia indictment. So, again, we're going to have the very much slow Bronco O.J. Simpson chase style coverage that we've already seen three other times. Oh, Donald Trump's leaving his home in Mar-a-Lago to go to court. Oh, now he's going to the airport. Now he's flying to New York. Now he's going to the New York. Uh, now he's going to his hotel room. Now he's going back. Uh, to the New York courtroom. Now he's going back to his hotel room. No, no, he's taking a detour. He's stopping off in a bar. Oh, he's buying some people some drinks and talking about uh, how the uh, DOJ has been weaponized against him. So obviously all of us need to be worried, which is true, by the way. And we're going to get a lot of that. So there's not going to be much coverage, if any at all, of this first debate. In fact, it's going to be up to people like me to try to bring any of that information to you after the fact, and it's going to come to you in the form of slow leaks. It's going to come to you in the forms of dribbles and drips where we're uh, basically trying to sneak in how good Vivek did or how bad Nikki Haley uh, dropped the ball on that one question or, oh my God, how is it possible that Ron DeSantis can be so good on policy but blew that one question? Uh, we're not going to get to talk about any of that unless it's so spectacular that Donald Trump talks about it. Because that's what it's going to be, right? Now, Brett Baer can complain all he wants. He can say whatever he wants. It doesn't matter if it's Fox or the RNC because the RNC should set the rules. And the RNC shouldn't let Trump surrogates be there if Trump's not going to participate. In fact, I would be willing to go one step closer. It's probably going to make people uh, that's on board the Trump train uh, really mad at me. But if Trump doesn't want to play by the rules, why should Trump get to be the Republican nominee? I, if you're going to leave yourself out of what the private club that the RNC is... If you're not going to follow the rules, what normally happens to a club membership if you don't abide by club rules? You normally get kicked out, right? Why do you get to be the nominee for that club for the presidency if you're not going to play by those rules? You shouldn't. I still like the idea of Trump being the Republican nominee. I still like the idea of Donald Trump being the guy to step back into that breach, to, to be the guy between the swamp and the average everyday American. I just wish he could get 
out of his head long enough to get refocused and recalibrated to that aspect because that's when he's at his best when he's on message when he stays on message and he continues to make the point that it's not donald trump that they're really after it's us that they're after and he's the guy standing in between us and them that's when he wins elections and unfortunately we're still in the situation where the entire story throughout this race has been set up that it's going to be about Donald Trump. And it shouldn't be. It should be about Joe Biden. It should be about Biden family corruption. It should be about Biden incompetence. It should be about Biden's uh, callousness towards the American people, his inability to understand basic economics, his inability to put the American people first. Oh, we're going to send billions and billions to Ukraine, but uh, uh, Hawaiians, uh, you guys, technically you're Americans, I guess. Um, here's $700. Now, don't bother me. That's been the response to this point. That should be the focus of the campaign. And should somebody else sneak in, uh, heaven, heaven, let it be Gavin Newsom. Because we can talk about how Gavin Newsom's nearly single-handedly destroyed California. The only person that I would be the least bit concerned about, as far as the names that get circulated in this circle, would be Michelle Obama, because the media is going to be friendly to her. And for whatever reason, heaven help us, the American public in general still seems to think that she's a viable individual that's not entirely deserving of distrust and disdain, which she is. So I don't know how she's managed to pull it off. But they still like her. I mean, you've got Donald Trump over here on Truth Social telling everybody that he's going to turn himself into authorities in Georgia on Thursday. This, of course, after being indicted in Fulton County Grand Jury on racketeering charges. Racketeering chair. He was trying to challenge the results of the elections, and just because he didn't necessarily fulfill the way the state of Georgia prescribes you should challenge elections, the Democrats want to make it criminal. Trump's bond, in case you haven't heard, I can't imagine you haven't by this point, but in case you haven't, Trump's bond's already been agreed to and been set for $200,000. Trump made a, a really uh, funny <laughs> statement in regards to it, uh, saying that the, uh, the failed district attorney of Holden County, Atlanta, Fannie Willis, uh, insisted on a $200,000 bond for me. I assumed, therefore, that she thought I was a flight risk. I'd fly far away, maybe to Russia, 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 share a gold-domed uh, suite with Vladimir, never to be seen or heard from again. Would I, I be able to take my very understated airplane with the gold Trump affixed to the for all to see? Probably not. I'd be much better off flying commercial. 
I'm sure no one would recognize me. Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis launched a 41-count indictment against Trump and 18 co-conspirators last week, accusing the defendants of attempting to overturn the 2020 presidential election results. The indictment marks the fourth against the former president seeking a second term in 2024. Now, <laughs> the sarcasm, the dripping humor... That's hilarious, guys. And if I could do a better Trump impersonation, I would have laid it on thick right there. Because you can hear Trump saying this. I thought I'd fly far, far away, maybe to Russia, Russia, Russia. <laughs> That's hilarious. And Trump's right. See, Trump's got the edge. He knows he takes all the air out of the room. He is giving the ultimate thumb in the eye to the RNC, and he feels justified in doing so. And I'm not going to say that he's not. But I am going to say that the RNC is just as justified in return to say that if you're not going to play by our rules, you can't be part of our club. And that is still what it is. The Democratic National Committee, the Republican National Committee, they have garnered a great deal of power and authority, and now they have managed to get states to pay for stuff that's part of their club activities, but it is still just a private club. We seem to lose track of that for some reason on, on a fairly regular basis. I mean, why are American taxpayers footing the bill for these people to decide who their nominees to be president's going to be? Why do we treat it like those are the only two options? That Like they are inherently some type of government authority, uh, an additional branch of the government. Uh, the Democratic Party, the Republican Party, we have to treat the party. The parties are just clubs. That's it. And again, if Brett Baer says it wasn't Fox Network that uh, has put the kibosh on letting the Trump surrogates be in the spin room, I tend to believe it. But again, it's not going to matter. You're going to have fewer than 10% that have an interest in this election. They're going to be watching that debate. Fewer than 10%. The majority are going to be tuning in to Tucker Carlson over at X, formerly Twitter. That's a given. You can count on that. Best believe that. All right, before we uh, reset the hour... I need to take a moment to remind you about yet one of our other sponsors. The last sponsor for this hour, our friends over at Native Path. Right now, if you have concerns about heart disease, blood clots, strokes, kidney failure, then you probably shouldn't be taking ibuprofen, uh, Tylenol for that matter either. If, uh, if you're taking ibuprofen in the first place, presumably that's for pain relief, well, it doesn't even get to the main cause of your pain certainly doesn't help you with the swelling. It's only a temporary pain relief at best, and it's only masking the real problem. So, it's clearly not a solution. You need a solution, then take advantage of an offer that's only available to listeners of Tap Into the Truth. Right now, you can go to stopmyinflammation.com backslash T-A-P-P. Go there. You'll get to see the offer meant just for you. 
Remember, ibuprofen, Tylenol, it's not only ineffective, it's expensive, and it can be downright dangerous, especially for seniors. That's why researchers are saying to add the omega-3 fatty acid super nutrient into your diet, and it's in the krill oil, the Antarctic krill oil supplement here from Native Path. It's not just any form of omegas. It's omega-3 fatty acids. It's sourced from wild-caught krill. The omega-3 content of the krill oil has been shown to support healthy blood pressure, circulation, brain health, as well as reduce inflammation. It reduces swelling, and it reduces joint pain, and it has done that for me. That's why I started taking it, and it has worked wonders for me. It can outperform ibuprofen, Advil, and Tylenol combined. It doesn't have any of the dangerous side effects that we already mentioned. And better yet, for a limited time, you can grab Native Path Antarctic Krill Oil for as low as $23 a bottle. Just go to stopmyinflammation.com backslash T-A-P-P. Go there right now. Get your special offer for being part of the Tap Into The Truth audience. Uh, you can't a deal like that. All right, so let's reset the hour and we'll be uh, right back. So don't go anywhere. This is Taya Shoemake from homeschoolreadyornot.com and you're listening to Tim Tap Tap Into the Truth. I'm Ron Edwards, host of the Ron Edwards American Experience, and you're tapping into the truth with Tim Tapp. All right. Thank you, Ron. And uh, thank you for being here as we slide headlong into hour number two of today's broadcast. I gotta tell you, I... Part of me wants to just keep going with the conversation we were having, but believe it or not, there are still other things going on, and I feel like I'm obligated to talk a little bit about those things. Before we do that, though, I do want to, now we'll go in reverse, and we'll talk about all those great sponsors to the show. They sponsor the second hour the same as they do the first hour, and we're going to start this time with where we ended last time. We're going to start with our friends over at Native Path. Now, uh, Native Path is absolutely phenomenal stuff. They've got a lot of great items, but when we talk about the krill oil, the Antarctic wild-caught krill oil, this is just 
it's a phenomenal product. It's a great product, and, and I can't stress to you enough the uh, impact that it has had on me. Now, if you're worried about your heart, memory, or swollen, achy joints, this Antarctic Krill oil supplement could help put an end to issues with all three of those. It's been shown to support healthy blood pressure, circulation, brain health, and to reduce inflammation, swelling, and joint pain. Now, I, I cannot tell you how much of a difference that this has made to me when it comes to joint pain and inflammation. That's one of the things I was really hoping to, to get from it. And I started taking it just a little while before they officially became a sponsor. I got some samples and moved forward with it. And it was just so, so good. I mean, I was feeling uh, changes right away. I mean, there was no question. I could feel it. But then I got into a circumstance where my wife had a medical emergency. And I was away from the house for a few days. And in the process of being away from the house, I had forgot to bring the Native Path Antarctic Krill Oil with me. So I wasn't able to take it for a couple of days. And about two days without having taken it, I could start to feel that uh, same old familiar pain creeping back into my knees and my ankles. In my youth, I played basketball and did some stuff uh, that somebody my height probably shouldn't be able to do. So I put a lot of strain and stress on my knees and ankles. And now I carry around a little too much weight, and that puts more strain and stress on it. But the uh, Native Path Krill Oil Supplement has done such a fantastic job. Uh, if they stop being a sponsor tomorrow, I would still be taking it. That's how good it's done. And all I'm really asking you to do is take the time, check out the offer that's available just to you as a member uh, of the listening audience here tapping to the truth by going to stopmyinflammation.com backslash T-A-P-P. You go there, you'll see a great offer that's meant just for you guys as listeners of this show. And you can find out for yourself exactly uh, if this is going to be helpful to you or not. And if it's not, then, you know, keep looking, go find something else that will, because as you know, everything affects everyone a little bit differently. Uh, maybe you end up getting the result where it helps with your blood pressure. Uh, so far, I can't say that it's done a whole lot with my blood pressure, uh, but that doesn't mean that it wouldn't work for you. I can't guarantee you that it's going to work for your joints and your uh, uh, achy, uh, <laughs> your your swollen joints here, uh, as well as it's worked for me. But it might, or it might work better. There's only one way to find out. And again, just go to stopmyinflammation.com backslash T-A-P, uh, T-A-P-P, because it is TAP as in my last name. Stopmyinflammation.com backslash T-A-P-P. Go there right now. Get your special offer just for being part of the Tap Into The Truth audience. Uh, do that right now for me, and uh, you'll be doing it for you, too. you got to take your health into your hands, right? All right, let's get back into action. Uh, the Tennessee State Legislature is currently in a special session. Uh, the special session was called by our governor, who is a Republican, 
had been a pretty conservative governor up until the point that a trans terrorist, and I think it's fair to call her that, uh, a trans terrorist went to a school in Nashville and shot the place up. At that moment, all of a sudden, Governor Bill Lee fell in line with the gun control crowd. He's been trying to put pressure on the Republican Party that currently controls the state legislature to passing a strange hybridized version of a red flag law. And the reason he's tried to twist and turn and make it this hybridized version is because he's trying to satiate the concerns that red flag laws bring forward. And that is the fact that as a person that believes in due process, red flag laws deny due process. There's no way to work around it. And even with the effort to do this hybridized version of it, they're claiming that they're kind of sort of almost doing due process, but they're still not. But regardless, he wasn't real happy that the regular session ended uh, without him getting this red flag law. So he's called to order a special legislative session, and it's underway currently. It's been going on for a few days now. And so far, the state GOP has stood firm on the fact that they're not passing any kind of red flag laws. They're not going to pass any kind of gun control legislation at all. So, you know, yay, good for them. They they shouldn't. This is not a thing that they should be doing. But now a group of Tennessee Republicans have officially declared their intention to eradicate human trafficking in the state. They did this at a press conference on Tuesday, August 22nd, today, time of the live broadcast, whenever you're hearing this, in relation, whatever. But... They did this during this special session. Uh, the special session has received a lot of national attention because a lot of folks know that this is about whether or not Republicans will buckle under the pressure to gun control activists. And so far, they're not. So good for them. Now, the press conference was put on by the Tennessee Faith and Freedom Coalition, which is a conservative advocacy group, and it featured over a dozen Tennessee Republicans from both the State House and the State Senate, and they took place in the state's old Supreme Court chamber in Nashville. So, you know, uh, a good crew of folks, a good mixture of people that are going to be standing firm that can make or break legislation moving forward, and they did it in a historically... Uh, important and appropriate location for the state legislative body when it comes to standing up for what is constitutional rights. So the conference came as the left-leaning protesters showed up at the Capitol this week to push for gun control. Which, of course, that's what they want. They're here. Oh, if we can save just one person, yada, yada, yada. Meanwhile, the Biden administration is out here shutting down uh, drug, drug, shutting down gun, uh, what's the word here? Uh, not the manufacturers, but the folks that sell uh, 
they're not necessarily retailers. What is the word? It's escaping me at the moment. But anyway, they're going around and they're taking uh, these folks that normally sell firearms. They're, they're pulling their license so that they're not legally eligible to do it anymore. They're looking for any excuse. Now, if they had the same zero tolerance of breaking uh, federal law that with themselves as they seem to have in this situation, then Hunter Biden would not only be not getting a plea deal, but he'd be going to prison for his felony gun charge that's being ignored uh, thanks to diversion. Oh, he was on drugs. Who, who wants to punish someone so badly uh, for struggling with with an addiction? Well, nobody wants to punish him for struggling with the addiction. They want to punish him for being a, a worthless gum dog who was breaking the law. That's where the punishment should come from. But anyway, this particular conference was held to discuss a bill dealing with mandating an annual report from the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation and putting more awareness on the issue of human trafficking in the state. Now, that by itself doesn't change anything, okay? This is one of those political tricks that makes it look like, oh, well, we're doing something. And truthfully, yeah, they are doing something. And ultimately here, it is still a good thing because they are taking information and they're going to be putting it in the hands of the people and it is then the people who are going to pressure the politicians to actually do something that might be of more value. The first step is in knowing what's going on. The first step is in having that information. You know, that that's why it's so vital. That's why I do this, why a lot of other people are doing this, trying to make sure that you have access to information that otherwise you wouldn't necessarily get. Now, I also throw in an awful lot of my personal opinion just to go along with, but, you know, a lot of the stories that I cover, a lot of the stories that other folks cover when they get behind their microphones and do this as well, are stuff you're just not going to hear in the lamestream legacy media. They're just not going to talk about it. it. It punches a hole in their narrative and everything. So this is an effort to try and make sure that there's more awareness around the issue. And that's a first step. I mean, there's a reason why I keep bringing on guests that uh, have a lot to do with fighting against human trafficking, especially here recently, and that's because I want to help raise awareness. I want to help make sure that everybody knows what the telltale signs are and that they know what they can do to help put a stop to it. That starts by raising awareness. So, again, this is a good first step. doesn't mean a lot in the big scheme, but it's a start, right? Okay, so here's step one. And quoting here from the House Majority Leader, William uh, Lamberth, said, quote, One of the things we have not done enough of is drag this issue out into the light. Have the TBI and law enforcement work together with the legislature to identify every single community where this is happening and then allocate needs towards that. Now, the bill, SB 7088, has the support 
of Lamberth and Senate Majority Leader Jack Johnson, unlike many of the other bills that have been filed during this special session, and it made it through the Senate Judiciary Committee this past Tuesday. Uh, quoting again here, this time from Johnson, If you're engaging in child and human sex trafficking in Tennessee, we're coming after you. That sounds like a serious warning. I hope they mean it. So they're coming after you guys. Don't be bad. Congressman Andy Ogles uh, was also present, and he said that the, uh, that the lawmakers had a biblical mandate to fight against trafficking. Well, that kind of goes without saying, right? I want you to think about the Bible when you think about me. I'm sorry, it's hard not to be a little cynical about this, but I'm, I'm actually trying to give them an attaboy, and every time I read some of the statements that these folks have made, I start feeling like I need to take them to task. It's like, yes, yes, Andy. And I like Andy, actually. I've met Andy Ogles a couple of times, and I like him. But this is pretty obvious. I mean, it's almost <laughs> it's almost too obvious. It's almost uh, it's almost stupid to say this like that that uh, we have a biblical mandate to fight against trafficking. Of course you do. It's such a degradation to the human body, which is. In the image of Christ, right? We're talking about a creation that is in the image of God. And you're taking everything that is holy and sanctified about it and degrading it to the point that it becomes nothing but just meat. You're trying to remove the spark of the divine. You're trying to degrade anything that would make it worth having. So yes, there is a biblical mandate to fight against trafficking. It shouldn't take an act of the government to have to do this, but this is where we are. So according to a summary of the bill, it uh, requires the Bureau, the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation, the TBI, to submit a report on child and human trafficking crimes and trends in the state of Tennessee. All this based upon data that's available to the Bureau, as well as current programs and activities of the Bureau's Human Trafficking Unit, meaning keep us up to date, keep us in the loop, let us know what you're doing to try and stop it. Let us know what you know, let us know what you're doing. Back to quoting, this time from Aaron uh, Goldbenson executive director of the Tennessee Faith and Freedom Coalition. He said, quote, human trafficking is the scourge of our time. It happens in our communities. It happens a mile from where we live. It happens even closer than that on certain occasions. We are dedicated to saving women and children and eradicating this scourge. According to the TBI, there are up to 600 kids who go missing in the state of Tennessee each month. Some of these are runaways or children in remarkably complex situations, which is a fancy way of saying uh, parental battles and parental rights are in play. Uh, others, however, are trafficked. The issue of human trafficking has come to the forefront 
with the success of the movie The Sound of Freedom, a story of Tim Ballard, who's played by Jim Caviezel in the movie, in case you haven't seen it yet, a federal agent who quits his job to rescue a young girl from sex slavery in South America. Now, the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation, speaking to the Daily Wire, said that most children trafficked in Tennessee are not foreign nations, but kids who were born and raised in the state. So, uh, I think they meant to say foreign nationals, but uh, it's still it's still true. Okay, so we're looking at this situation where. These lawmakers are trying to step up and do the right thing. They're trying to make sure that the good Christian conservatives of the state of Tennessee see them taking a stand against human trafficking. It's a lot of the same type of stands they've been taking in an effort to protect children in the state from irreparable harm while they're young. It's not that dissimilar to some of the other things that they've been doing, but most importantly for the citizens of the state of Tennessee, while they're working on this, they won't be passing gun control. They won't be taking away God-given constitutionally protected rights from citizens of the state. They're doing their jobs. They just need to keep doing their jobs. All right, before we uh, go to take the mid-hour break, it's time to talk about our next sponsor. And once again, since we're going in reverse order, we are now landing on our friends over at Vanish Holsters again. Uh, it's important to remember, I mean, the fastest, surest path to tyranny is to give up your guns. The quickest way to become a victim of violent crime is to not have your gun on you when you need it. One of the biggest mistakes that gun owners, like myself, I've done this, one of the biggest mistakes we make is sometimes we'll buy a holster and then it's just so gosh darn uncomfortable when we try to use it to carry that we just stop carrying. We come up with excuses and eventually we just stop and uh, hopefully, also if you're like me, you eventually find another holster that works better and you get back to carrying. But Maybe you don't. And the the idea here is, is you do not want a large gap of time to go by where if you're legally carrying that uh, you go for a very long time without having your firearm on you. And the reason you don't want to do that is because you never know when that terrible moment might arise. I mean, it might not ever. And that's great. In fact, I hope for most of you that it never happens. But I would much rather have the firearm on me and not need it than to need it and not have it. And that's why Vanish Holster is really quickly becoming one of the most popular holsters out there. They have thousands of customers that will swear to you that it is the most comfortable holster, period, and that if you start using a Vanish Holster, you'll never stop carrying. It's designed to work with almost all semi-automatic handguns, so that makes it uh, money-saving right off the bat right there. 
It's designed to hold two additional magazines along with your firearm. So you got plenty of ammunition if that very terrible, horrible, no good occasion should arise. It's also designed to work without a tactical belt. That does two things. It saves you the additional money that maybe you weren't thinking about having to have that tactical belt on when you bought the holster. And it also uh, allows you to go back to being that most comfortable holster again because not only do you not have to have the tactical belt, but it's also designed to let you carry in multiple positions. So if one position's not working very well for you, you can find another position. It's very flexible product. This is a phenomenal thing you've got going on here with Vanish. But hey, sounding too good to be true, right? Right? So don't take my word for it. Go see for yourself. Visit them over at www.vnsh.com backslash TAPP. Be sure to use the backslash TAPP because that automatically activates for you a $50 discount. That $50 discount is good at least through the end of August. I'm still seeing if we can't negotiate an extension beyond August on that $50 discount. Don't know if I'm going to be lucky. I've already got them to extend it twice. I'm going to keep trying. I'm going to keep trying. But what would really help me with that is for the folks out there that haven't done it yet so if you guys go over and take full advantage of that $50 discount and if enough of you do that we might be able to keep that $50 discount active for the next group of folks who haven't yet now either way don't hesitate don't risk losing the $50 discount go do it now do it before the end of august please www.vnsh.com backslash t-a-p-p uh, just seriously, what are you waiting for? Hi, I'm George Sinzer of Firefox News Online Productions, and you're listening to Tim Tap on Tap Into the Truth. And I'm proud to be an American, where at least I know I'm free. And I won't forget the men who died, who gave that right to and I gladly stand up next to you and defend her still today. Cause there ain't no doubt I love this land. God bless the USA. So-called green cars with soil-killing batteries are causing Ford Automotive to drown in red ink. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook, brought to you by Constitutional Grounds Coffee. Well, at one time, Americans knew that crime doesn't pay. That's no longer true, asked the Uncle Joe Biden family. But Ford Motor Company is learning the hard way that electric cars do not pay. For years, the government and woke corporations like Ford have tried until they tried out to convince we the people that driving potentially dangerous lithium battery-powered motor cars is a good idea. They thought we would just go along and en masse purchase autos with batteries that pollute the earth and easily catch fire and explode just because they said so. Hopefully, Ford Motor Company will learn from its projected loss of four. $0.5 billion on electric vehicles and go right back to improving upon combustion petrol-powered cars. If not, 
May new auto producers arise and produce what consumers want, not vehicles based upon the dictates of the United Nations Agenda 2030 plan. I'm Ron Edwards. Join me live weekdays to find out where. Go to theronedwards.com. Second Skull is a protective headgear company with a patented line of impact-reducing products. At Second Skull, we focus on head protection as our only priority so that we can be the absolute best at it. With an estimated 2.8 million Americans sustaining a traumatic brain injury each year and a half a million children being treated in the ERH year for a head injury, there have been recent declines in athletic participation levels. We believe that concerns and fears of head injuries are factors contributing to these declines in activity levels. Second Skull has protection for every sport and for every athlete. Our product line of thin, lightweight, breathable, and practical solutions are each tested at independent and accredited laboratories. These products are patented and proven. Constitutional Grounds, the hot air roasted coffee that produces a smoother, richer, healthier, and less acetic coffee. Our unique hot air roasted coffee has a most delicious taste that everyone is raving about. Because you want the best, Constitutional Grounds is the coffee you want in your cup. Simply go to BlueEdgeCoffeeCrafters.com and click on to the Constitutional Grounds coffee display to make your purchase and to be sure to use the RE20 promo code and you will receive a 10% discount. Remember... Constitutional Grounds, the coffee you want in your cup. When I invented my pillow, my passion was to help each and every one of you. And 20 years later, all of your support is what keeps us going. Because of you, we've been able to create thousands of USA jobs and help millions get the best sleep ever. To thank you, my employees and I are bringing you a limited edition my pillow. The Giza Elegance My Pillow is made with my patented adjustable fill, the most amazing cotton, and a two-inch pipe gusset. It has four custom loft levels, machine washable and dryable, and you get my 60-day money-back guarantee and 10-year warranty. Go to MyPillow.com and use promo code TAPP or call 1-800-659-9936. That's MyPillow.com with promo code TAPP. Use your promo code to get your limited edition 20th anniversary MyPillow queen size. Retails for $69.98, now only $19.98. That's right, get a queen size MyPillow for only $19.98. From all of us here at MyPillow... Hello, my name is Tyler Boone, singer-songwriter and founder of the award-winning homegrown Boone's Bourbon label out of Charleston, South Carolina. Over just four years, Boone's Bourbon has been awarded some incredible awards, such as the Platinum Los Angeles, Double Gold New York, Gold Las Vegas, Silver Denver, and also named Top Six in the World in Forbes. We're also being featured in Rolling Stone magazine, Billboard magazine, American Songwriter, and we're also now available in 24 states all across the country. So Boone's Bourbon is a high-proof, cash-strength bourbon at 117 proof. We are 75 corn, 21 rye, 4 barley, and at our price point, we're beating the competition at $40 in the retail stores. Boone's Bourbon is a family-owned business out of Charleston, South Carolina with my father, Mick Boone. Cheers, and we hope to see you soon. Hi, this is Matt Fitzgibbons at PatriotMusic.com. If you share my passion for the simple but timeless principles that made our republic great and you like rock music, check out my five albums and videos on American history at PatriotMusic.com. You say gun control is using both hands. I've got to be free. 
Hi, this is Rod Eccles, and you're listening to Tap Into the Truth with Tim Tapp. All right, ladies and gentlemen, before we get into our next story, we want to go ahead and wrap up talking about our sponsors for this hour. Uh, we'll end the second hour with where we started the first hour, talking about our friends over at Four Patriots. Now, if you haven't already checked them out, you really need to stop procrastinating. Uh, the stuff is going to hit the fan. It's just a question of when. You need to be prepared before that happens. Don't wait until it happens. It's usually too late by then. Our friends over at Four Patriots have a lot of different ways to help you to be prepared to be self-sufficient. And you must be self-sufficient if you're going to truly enjoy the blessings of liberty as they were intended in the first place. You really got to try the survival food kits to understand that when I tell you we're talking about gourmet level taste where you're not just surviving you're thriving you try a few of these and you're going to be trying to figure out how you can afford more and more but the good news is it's the rated to last you up to 25 years and you don't have to dip into your stash to give it a try. They have smaller packages available just to let you give it a sample. I highly recommend you take full advantage of all the programs they have going on so that you can be prepared for the worst when it happens. Not if, when. So visit our friends at 4 and don't forget to use promo code TAPP at checkout. Save yourself 10% in the age of Bidenomics who can afford not to save money at every opportunity they get. That's the number four, patriots.com. Use promo code TAP, T-A-P-P, save yourself 10%. All right, let's get on. I'm going to try to sneak two stories here. We'll see if I can make it. I wanted to talk to you a little bit about how the federal courts ended up siding with a Catholic farmer who ended up getting booted out of a farmer's market because, wait for it, a Catholic farmer, a traditional view on marriage. Yes, that's a reason to kick somebody out of a farmer's market, right? Well, in Biden's America, it is. A federal district court sided with the Michigan farmer this past Monday, ruling that he is free to participate in a city-run farmer's market after he was booted over his Catholic views on marriage. Steve Tennis, who owns Country Mill Farms, was banned in 2017 from the East Lansing Farmers Market by city officials after he posted on Facebook that he follows the Catholic Church's teachings on marriage, which includes opposing same-sex weddings at his family's orchard. Now, 
East Lansing officials reacted by using a discretionary system of individual assessments, uh, air quotes intended to be there, to ban the farmer and his farm from participating in the seasonal market, despite the fact that he never received any complaints from customers. In fact, not once, because when he was at the farmer's market, he wasn't uh, spreading the Gospels. He wasn't arguing against same-sex marriage. He simply said on Facebook, where he is free to speak freely, or at least he should be, that uh, there, as a practicing Catholic who believes in the gospel, I'm just not going to buy into the notion that a dude and a dude can get married or a chick and a chick can get married. Although he's a little classier than I was right there, but you get what I'm saying. Now, I do find it interesting that the officials at East Lansing decided that it wasn't good enough to say, okay, well, you can't be there, even though it was a personal statement on a personal account. But he, they decided that the entire farm, no representatives from the farm could be present. We're going to punish you, but good. So this particular farmer and his farm sued the city of East Lansing. And it started back in 2017 as well. Well, um, we meander our way from 2017 through 2018 through 2019 through 2020, uh, 2021, 2022, and now here we are in August of 2023, and finally, U.S. District Judge Paul Maloney, just in case you're wondering, uh, came down with a decision that the city's ban on uh, tennis constituted a burden on plaintiffs' religious beliefs. Now, I'm wondering what took so long to get there. Seems like this was pretty obvious from the jump, right? Dude and his farm, quote, were forced to choose between following their religious beliefs and a government benefit for which they were otherwise qualified. Again, air quotes there. Violating his right to exercise his religion freely. So Maloney did the only right thing, said, sorry, East Lansing, you can't do that. Uh, quoting here from the court uh, of the Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals, the reason is simple. Denying a person an equal share of the rights, benefits, and privileges enjoyed by other citizens because of her faith discourages religious activity. So, this guy and their farm, it's also 22 miles away from East Lansing, which his legal team noted is outside of the city's jurisdiction. So, in 2017, when uh, the individual first sued the city, the same judge issued a preliminary injunction ordering the city to allow him to participate in the farmer's market while his litigation proceeded. He has not had any issues with his farmer's participation in the farmer's market since then. Uh, this, according to his legal team. Uh, quoting here, he serves and welcomes everyone to his stand. No one is ever turned away. So not practicing any bigotry, just doing the work of selling their goods. 
The farmer was represented by the Alliance Defending Freedom, which, of course, is a conservative legal group. Uh, quoting here from uh, senior counsel Kate Anderson, who argued before the court on behalf of the farmer, said that uh, Dennis and Country Mill Farms are grateful for the court's decision protecting religious liberty. At the same time, they are eager to mend fences with current city officials and get back to doing what Country Mill does best, as expressed in its mission statement, glorifying God by facilitating family fun on the farm and feeding families. Okay, so several high-profile cases dealing with business owners who oppose same-sex marriage on religious grounds have wound up at the Supreme Court in recent years. Back in June, the Supreme Court struck down a Colorado law that would have punished Christian's graphic designer who declined to design a website for a same-sex wedding that violated her religious beliefs. We talked about that a bit at the time. That case echoed another Supreme Court case that also came from Colorado. Uh, in 2018, the Supreme Court uh, came down with that very narrow ruling in favor of the Colorado baker who refused to make the wedding cake for the same-sex couple. In that case, the court reversed the Colorado Civil Rights Commission's decision against Jack Phillips, who is, of course, the owner of Masterpiece Cake Shop, saying that the state had failed to be neutral on religion, and that's part of what made it so very narrow. They just looked at this one particular case and said, in this one particular instance, uh, this one particular issue had occurred. Now, unfortunately, we live in a time where this is a much bigger deal than it should have to be. This should have been a no-brainer. The city of East Lansing should have been smacked down quickly. This should not have taken uh, more than a year and a half to get through all the litigation because every judge that saw this and every court that this was heard should have instantly said, uh, no, you can't do that. Because they didn't just violate the freedom of religion or the free practice thereof. They also violated the First Amendment, free speech, free expression rights. You have the right to say what you genuinely believe, especially if it is an honest, heartfelt, deeply uh, connected belief. And that's what this is. said, I'm a practicing Catholic. I believe in the faith. I believe in the Gospels. And as such, I can't support same-sex weddings. I, I'm not going to participate in them. I'm not going to support them. My business is not going to accommodate them. However, I will be more than happy to sell our wares to whoever needs the food. A very Christian mindset, but also a very American one. There should have been no controversy here. This should have been nothing more than the usual, typical leftist trying to create a controversy because they're hoping that you're going to feel an emotion and ignore the facts. And once again, as Ben Shapiro would tell you, facts don't care about your emotions. And in this particular case, uh, you don't have to go any further than the First and Second Amendments. Well, First and Second, I'm not sure how the Second Amendment applies there. But uh, you, you don't have to go any further than the First Amendment to see your first 
a big issue here. Self-expression and freedom of religion, they go hand in hand. It's why they're together. And both of them were diminished by the uh, city of Michigan. East Lansing overstepped their bounds, overstepped their authority, and tried to do so in the name of the agenda. Well, that's pretty crappy, guys. So, good job. Big win. In a case that it shouldn't have had to have been a big win. But the good guys won. And that's really all that matters at this point. We've got to get ourselves back around to the good guys winning all the time. And without as much effort. That brings me to this next story. Uh, the final story of the day. It's a culture war story. And in this particular case, it's kind of sad, actually, to a degree. Uh, most of you probably won't care one way or the other. But uh, I saw the headline and I thought, well, here's one that probably is going to fly under the radar. A few folks are going to comment about it. If more than just a few do, I'll be really surprised. But I wanted you guys to be aware of it, just in case. So the headline is, Charlotte Pride says no one will win the 2023 Harvey Milk Award after convicted pedophile winner's past is unearthed. Yeah, it's a story I've been kind of watching on the sideline but haven't brought to the show, mostly because I figure if you guys are interested in this enough, you're probably following it too. And if not, there's no reason for me to bring it up. But Charlotte Pride, that's of course being Charlotte, North Carolina, uh, they're now saying that no one will be awarded the 2023 Harvey Milk Award for exceptional LGBT plus advocacy. Uh, where's the Q? <laughs> anyway, uh, for exceptional LGBT plus advocacy after the announced winner's past as a convicted child sex offender came to light. Now, I don't know why that's such a uh, a deal breaker. Uh, we are talking about the Harvey Milk Award, after all. Uh, Harvey didn't exactly have the cleanest of past himself, especially when it came to criminal uh, offenses. Anyway, quoting here, we do not give every single award out every year. Charlotte Pride was originally going to do Harvey Milk. Yeah, that doesn't sound very right either. We were going to do Harvey Milk. But, upon further discussion, decided not to give out that award this year. Uh, this, of course, a quote from the leading Charlotte, North Carolina LGBT organization. And they were talking to WSOC. Uh, conversation took place last Friday, if it matters at all to you. Anyway, the group did not detail what led to the decision not to give out the Harvey Milk Award after all. Uh, Chad Severance Turner, a former music minister who served years in prison for sexually abusing a minor boy, was originally slated to receive the award this year. Then a lot of folks that were familiar with uh, Chad Turner's case really started making a stink. And Charlotte Pride was embarrassed by it. And for a while, they 
were trying to ignore it. They were hoping that it would blow over. The people would stop paying attention to it. But the longer they went without commenting, the more backlash that came from it. And, you know, it's a bad look. I mean, again, bad enough what Char uh, what Harvey Milk himself had done back in the day. It's bad enough you're going to have an award named after him because they keep trying to hold Harvey Milk up as some type of LGBTQ plus superhero guy. Uh, and as it turns out, uh, lots of times the people, the folks on the left try to hold up as a hero for the purposes of a movement, uh, have a far more sordid background uh, than most people are willing to admit. But it's funny. It's funny that they're willing to overlook the sordid backgrounds of people like Harvey Milk, and yet they want to pretend like somebody like a Thomas Jefferson isn't deserving I mean, to overlook the one or two parts of his personal life that you find to be distasteful. Uh, the one or two aspects of George Washington's private life that you find to be distasteful. Those things that certainly don't uh, constitute having been a crime in the time in which it happened. Uh, terrible events, mind you, in some cases, but still... These people are not worthy of the same treatment. I wonder why that is. Oh, yeah. It's a matter of which side you're on, doesn't it? Anyway, the Charlotte Pride had praised this guy, the Chad Turner guy, as an influential advocate for LGBT plus issues. I still don't know where the Q's gone to with that. They trained me to say the Q, and now they're not using the Q. This kind of bugs me. Anyway, Severance Turner, 45, is president and chief executive officer at the Carolina's LGBT Plus Chamber of Commerce, a nonprofit that supports LGBT Plus and allied businesses in North and South Carolina. He was accused by three minor boys of sexual abuse back in 1998 when he was 20 years old, all three of whom he met through his position as music director for the New Harvest Church of God in Gaffney, South Carolina. All this according to a 2000 report from GoUpState.com. Now, the three boys' accusations were tried in three separate cases. The first case involved a 14-year-old boy who testified that he spent the night with Severance Turner at one of the other victims' houses and awoke to Mr. Turner fondling his genitals. The boy also testified that Turner invited him to spend the night at his house, and when he did, Turner asked him how he would feel about a man performing oral sex on him. Uh, the boy told the court at the time that I thought he was joking. The child said that Turner's question about sexual acts were upsetting because of his position in the church. The second boy, who was 15 at the time, uh, testified that Turner invited him to his house and showed him a pornographic video of sex between a man and a woman. The boy went to sleep in the same bed and awoke to Severance fondling him. Quote, he told me if I ever told the pastor, he'd make me look like a fool and a liar. Now, the third boy, 
who was also 15 when he said the incident happened, said that Turner made the same advances to him when he stayed at the boy's home for three weeks and fondled him multiple times. Turner's defense attorney, Thomas uh, Shaley, or Shillelagh, anyway, uh, the defense attorney accused the boys at the time of a Salem witch hunt against their alleged abuser. Turner was eventually convicted in 2000 of performing a lewd act on a minor under 16 and sentenced to 10 years in prison. He served just two years before being released on parole. He's currently listed on the North Carolina Sex Offender Registry. Uh, Charlotte Pride quickly scrubbed Turner's name from its website page, listing this year's Champions of Pride Award winners after his sex after his child sex offense conviction came to light. However, an archived version of the page does show him listed, so there's no doubt they, they can't deny that they were planning on giving this guy an award. This isn't the first time that Severance Turner's child sex offender status has been unearthed while a position of influence. Uh, while in a position of influence, I should say. In 2016, he resigned as president of the Charlotte's LGBT Chamber of Commerce after a child sex offender conviction became known. He said at the time that his past had not stopped him from being successful. At the time, Severance Turner was at the forefront of a push for North Carolina to allow trans-identifying men to use women's bathrooms. So he was one of the folks in charge of that kerfuffle. Now, here's the thing. When Dude was being accused of doing all these things, he was in his 20s. Could he be redeemed? You know, that's a question that you have to ask yourself. What level of forgiveness can you give? But when it comes right down to it, there are clearly instances where the appearance of impropriety still matters. Uh, clearly not in American politics anymore, but perhaps when it comes to winning civic awards. It's hard to be a upstanding community leader when you've done hard time for a sexual assault charge, especially if that sexual assault was upon minors under the age of 16. I really don't know what else to say about that other than the fact that it's something I thought you should be aware of. It does still seem to matter in that some of these groups are not as shameless as the mainstream legacy media would make them out to be. Taking us again back to the fact that most of these people... They uh, just want to be left alone and live their lives. They don't like the kind of negative attention that comes even from award ceremonies trying to elevate uh, the awareness in the community. They're seen. They're heard. Please stop putting criminals up as heroes. You know, that seems like a pretty good idea anyway. Let's just stop putting criminals up as heroes. 
All right, I think I'm going to just have to leave it there today. But remember, as always, don't take my word for it. Definitely don't take their word for it. Be prepared to put in some effort. And most importantly, use your brain, unlike what Joe Biden apparently cannot do. You really have to use your brain if you really want to tap into the truth. Thanks for being here. Don't forget to tune into the live show on Friday. You can hear that on the Vera Networks, or you can hear it on the K-Star Talk Radio Network. You can hear us over at CMA Radio. And, of course, you can also hear it now on Talk Liberty. Liberty Talk FM. Uh, Liberty Talk FM is the newest member of the broadcast family. You can tune in to any one of those. We start at 7 p.m. Eastern, and we always have some interesting guests scheduled. We just don't always get the scheduled guest on. <laughs> they should. All right, that's it for tonight, guys. Uh, hope to see you Friday night. You're listening to Tap Into The Truth. Lessons to your daughters and sons 
is using both hands. powerless if the good are unafraid okay round two name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.